Uh, so, y'all ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Bloody Sunday, the Strain Podcast. This episode titled The Assassin, and it's episode 10. ten. Yeah, so we got three left in this in this season. Um, my name is Mike Marbach. I'm the host. And David? Well, uh, this yeah, is David. That's, yeah. that's Joe over there. <laughs> off to a... <laughs> Off to a fine start, as so let's, always. Uh, since I've just uh, stolen your introductions, uh, I'm Mike Marbach. No, I I'm uh, Mike Marbach. <laughs> We're all Spartacus. Yes. Uh, what did you think of this episode? Cool. I liked it. It had yeah. everything that I want to see in an episode. <laughs> Main characters get shot. Yeah, that's yeah. really. Yeah. Could have been uh, a couple more main characters shot. I would have been happy for no, damn sure. That was cool. There was some cool murdering of uh, uh, vampires, mm-hmm. which was fun. Yeah. David? Uh, yeah. Um, I, I agree. This was a good episode. It's, it, but the, the problem with like their good episodes is I feel like you kind of have to have a couple good episodes in a row. Like, it was because the past two episodes were, were so boring that like this episode being good... It was good, but like I guess I guess what I mean is like I had no expectation or excitement for this episode, so it's not really. It doesn't feel like it's delivering. It just felt like okay, it's back to being a competent TV show. Yeah. Again, so I'm so like next episode, I'm like excited for next episode because this episode did a good job. Um, so yeah, that's how I feel. See, for me, I mean, well, first of all, uh, I like the episode a lot, mm-hmm. uh, even though it had a lot of the things that make me dislike. The show. The show. Um, but they were, you know, because you have no real death in this scene. And by that I mean no main characters died. And at any point, they Abe could have died. Uh, Dutch could have died. The Palmer could have been shot. Coco could have died. But they come so close to committing to something like that, and it, and it doesn't happen. And it's very, very annoying to me. But in spite of that, it was a good episode. It was a, it was a really good episode, and I have the kind of opposite uh, reaction to it as you like whereas I expect somewhat some, some some amount of disappointment so when an episode like this pops up I'm like oh shit like the you know a, a sibling or a kid that you're used to bad grades and they bring home a C <laughs> and you put it on the fridge right? yeah, yeah. Uh, so I put this episode on the fridge yeah, it's like when your 8 or 9 hitter hits a home run like, <laughs> yeah. alright alright okay. here we go, go. alright pitcher <laughs> okay, okay. Um, but yeah I, like when <clears throat> when they had this scene where he was looking with through the sniper scope at Eldridge Palmer I was like he's not going to pull the trigger he's going to come yeah. up with a million reasons to not pull the trigger because yeah. that is so strained yeah. he's so going like, to yeah he's going to like throw the gun away and be like I'm a doctor damn yeah. it yeah and like yeah. and like they they have this idea that like that is suspenseful for an audience and it's not it's no. like just so like dramatic that it's like no pull the trigger shoot yeah. shoot someone and he Somebody. did and he did yeah, and that yeah. I that I think that scene perfectly encapsulates what this episode was for me in that like my expectation was that he would not do it, yeah. and that they would there'd be some like you know five minute scene that's all split up between three commercial breaks of how tortured <laughs> he is about almost shooting someone. But no, yeah. he pulls the trigger and actually you know kind of does the deed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of this episode was all 
part of the same story, uh, a lot of it. Uh, I mean, within this episode. Um, uh, so The strain? That yeah, story? Yeah. Well, it's part of a Lord and Hell. You know what I mean. But it all followed... Everybody was kind of connected in this episode. Nobody was really off doing their own thing except for um, Dutch and F. Um, but then, by the end, things started kind of coming together a bit. Yeah. Uh, so... What I wanted to happen there, since we'll just, we'll just talk a little more freely, since uh, everything kind of mingles, um, to happen there was either Palmer's dead, or Coco kind of shuffles in front a little bit, just as the shot is uh, is done, visibly, and is just like, there's no question about it, she's dead. Um, and, and uh, Coco no mo. Yeah, or, or kill Palmer, and... But have a... This is like getting into should-have-done things. Uh, kill Palmer, but before that, allow that reconciliation to take place where he just kind of gives all the secrets, and he's like, oh, by the way, I put you in my will. You're now the complete benefactor of everything. Uh, and then, boom, he's dead. And then we have, like, her. We get to see her we get do free something. agent, yeah. Yeah. Um, and which side is she going to... Is she going to play for? Is she going to bat for the master? Um... Or is she uh, going to be a little harder to convince? Yeah, that would have been actually really cool if, like, he, he if he died and then she was like, "Fine, I'm pro vampire now," like in his legacy or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That'd be really interesting. Yeah, because it's, it's a shame. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's not the show we watch. <laughs> yeah, well, and, and like, but let's let's also realize that, like, on this show, the the differentiation between a character dying. And still being a character on the show is is nothing because they just become vampires, right? Yeah. So like she is essentially dead. Like she can't go back to who she was before. Mm-hmm. Well, so just, she just ate a worm, so she's not a vampire. She, it wasn't even worm. It was like the juice. Yeah. But I mean, like she's, she wasn't the juice. <laughs> for for all for all purposes, she is. She can't go back to just being a person outside of the vampire sphere of influence, right? Like, what are her options now? Uh, she can. Um, I think she's. I think it, she's off the hook. I think it's Palmer that remains even further on the hook now because yeah. he has now he's got taken two favors from the master. Yeah, big favors, big huge huge favors. So what happened? So she she got the blood of the master in her mouth. Yep. And does that give her what? It like just get- revitalizes her. It's what Abe's been doing to keep him a lot himself alive. Yeah. But um, Abe's got to go through that whole, like, alchemy. Yeah, Abe has uh, to, like, do it through his eye, and because he uses vampires and not the master's blood itself, he has to get, like, a ton of worms and uh, mash them up with mortar, a mortar pestle. pestle. Yeah. <laughs> so, so <laughs> like, a strainer. did she have brain damage? And that was cured I guess it was from... cured. If she, if she had it. We won't know, because she didn't wake up and uh, show signs, I guess. But they said that she had lost... Uh, consciousness uh, and breath, uh, or she she wasn't breathing for like four minutes. almost four minutes, um, which is I, th- and I'm not positive, but I'm pretty sure that four minutes is like right at the cusp of where it is like considered significant brain damage to go without oxygen. So yeah. like sure. eight minutes is almost dead, dead. Is you are dead? I'm pretty sure <laughs> eight minutes without oxygen, you have like. Irreconcilable brain damage. All right, I'm gonna try. You guys keep talking. I'll hold my breath. Okay. <laughs> So, um, yeah. I yeah, I get. I mean, this is, seems to a lot, a lot like one of those scenes where um, 
Joe's still holding his breath, by the way. This seems a lot like one of those scenes where the writer uh, wrote in brackets, um, explain this later. Or like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Science. <laughs> we medical saw, talk. Yeah, medical jargon. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess that she, she just has the, she's, she's cured of whatever might have been uh, a problem for her if they wanted, I don't know. I guess they just decided what was going to happen mid-scene almost. Um, like they, they were, they were writing it and just like slept on it for a couple days and were like, so we're going to kill her? Is this where, are we, can we commit to this? And then they ran it by like a test group or something, or some studio exec comes in and says, "Coco, oh no, Coco, no, you can't kill Coco." I, uh, no, I say, I say no, <laughs> no, no, well, no, because like they, something had to happen with that character. Like they, uh, they needed to bring her closer to Eldridge because like once she finds out what the story is, you know, like then there's nothing that keeps her there. It's totally unbelievable. Yeah. So like. Yeah. I kind of get it, but but I just I guess I I need to know like what how far in is this now? Does she rely on if she stops taking this blood, nothing happens? No, uh, yeah, I don't think she she's has to. fine. She's good to go. Um, but I mean, I guess the thing is like she is even more on the radar now. Like when Coco was gone, like when she was just chilling in her apartment in Brooklyn or whatever. Probably Icors wasn't thinking about her. I'm sure the master wasn't thinking about her. They probably would not have used her as leverage with Palmer. Hmm. Now, uh, if Palmer starts acting up, you can believe that they're going to put a spike in Coco's brain. Yeah. Immediately. Yeah. I mean, I don't know that we talked about this, but in other vampire uh, stories, uh, if you are revived by the blood of a particular vampire, um, they're kind of they're conscious they're kind of linked to you yeah. uh, a bit uh, and it doesn't seem that way for for Palmer but maybe that's just not something the master has let on just yet um, well how do you how do you mean linked like like they can actually like share like you can or? sense when they're uh, on, like on a show like True Blood you can sense when they're in trouble um, there's a, a sense of loyalty especially if um, there is like you're you're sired by the by that particular vampire um, but if their blood is in your system, you can't stop thinking about it. And it's just in a couple different vampire ones. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, I was just saying, yeah, like... Um, so I there might be something there. The book Fledgling by Octavia Butler or like... Um, yeah, I've been so busy. <laughs> I mean, it's you know? on the list. It's yeah. on the list. <laughs> by the way, Joe is still holding, holding his my breath. Um, but tell years. me, tell me about this book. What happens in? Oh well, um, just so in the book, um, vampires, um, they f- they feed, they they get a group of humans that they feed from, and it comes becomes kind of like a symbiotic relationship. They usually what happens is they get a group of like, uh, they they slowly pick out like eight people that um, are called their like, um, they call them symbies, um, and. Uh, the, the venom that the vampires emit um, makes them stronger and healthier so the symbies wind up living for like 200 years mm. um, and they also feel intense pleasure when they're having their blood sucked so like they have these reasons for staying with the vampires but the vampires also like um, become very like kind of emotionally reliant on the uh, the symbies so mm. um, and it, so like it's just kind of like a a different take on like yeah like a, a trope that's like kind of always been on the back burner of 
vampire stories. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like, Abe needs that stuff to keep alive, right? Yeah. To prolong his life. Mm -hmm. But you're saying that Coco, she got the one hit, she doesn't need it anymore. So I wonder if the thing is that Abe is... Like, I wonder if Abe... So Abe's what? It was... He's 85 or 95, was it? 95? Yeah, I, I think he's 95, 95 years, years old. old yeah. So I wonder when he takes that, if it pushes him back. Do we think it pushes him back maybe 20, 30 years? And then he. I think it's like drinking a, a big Red Bull. So he has to keep. He has yeah. To, he has to keep it to maintain. <laughs> he could do that or the worms. Like sometimes <laughs> yeah. he's like, ah, no worms today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like, yeah. Dude, oh, you know, uh, uh, monsters two for three at the 7-Eleven. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta order them from Amazon. <laughs> Got a Amazon Prime. Get a whole case of Surge $38.99. In fact, you still got your Prime membership. <laughs> Be here in two days. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think it tastes better than coffee. <laughs> I think I think got one day shipping in Red Hook now. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, so at the top, Dutch and F are in the apartment, which has a perfect view of mm-hmm. uh, Palmer. Um, and uh, Dutch was just talking about how she was, uh, you know, kind of an ugly duckling. Um, yeah. And uh, they're they're staking out Palmer. Palmer goes to see Coco because uh, in the last episode um, he kind of just pushed her away. Mm-hmm. As far as um, every time she kept probing and asking questions about different things, um, trying to give herself purpose within the show, and uh, she gets pushed away. And he goes to see her, apologizes, and uh, she goes back. What do you think about that? <laughs> Jesus Christ! Um, it. She I, she was like I, she was like this was stupid as soon as she gets back. Um, yeah, I think like it, you know like every good breakup, you have like one like fine, kind of weird pass where you're like, we're, we're gonna try again, and you're like yeah let's try again, and then like oh right okay no okay no this is a mess. Mm. Um, so I think that was what that was. Do you think he called a bunch of times beforehand? <laughs> oh, text no. a lot of text. <laughs> Pick up the phone. Coco. <laughs> I know you're there. Coco, I'm not climbing three flights of steps to talk to you. Pick up the phone, babe. I'll beat you halfway. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's probably more like... Uh, Coco, I have Mr. Palmer waiting on the line. Yeah. <laughs> He's very upset. <laughs> Coco, please. Please, I'm begging you. Um, now, just about her character within this show. Was it all just for this? Because it seems that way so, now. So, right now, I feel like there are maybe kind of like three... Not, I'm not even going to say plot lines, but kind of like three, like, factions or ways of thinking in this show. And every character seems to be in service of one of those things, right? You should go back to plot lines. Yeah, three plot lines. <laughs> plot lines. Yeah. 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 Plot exactly. line is right there, yeah. Yeah, every character is in service of one of those plot lines. Um, and they're not, like, and th- I think that that's why they're kind of boring characters is because they're not, like, I don't know, like, they don't. You don't feel like they're humans making decisions. You feel like 
they're people doing things to fit the needs of the story at all times. Yeah. yeah. Plot lines was the right word. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was not factions. Three different historicals. Yeah. Story, yeah. Storicals. Three different groups. There are like three different crystal formations. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I think like, like that's the thing. Without without Coco, Eldridge isn't interesting, right? Because he's, yeah. he's... There's nothing interesting about that character. He's being played by the master. Yeah. Right? So, like, I guess in the beginning of this season, right, was when he started being this, like, big political figure and, like, he was going to fund all this stuff and give use his money for something good for the city, yeah. ideally. But yeah. really, he's just trying to, I guess, get them under his thumb. Mm-hmm. Um, without the Coco story, there's, like, nothing to explore with that character. Yeah. Turns out, with the Coco story, there's not too much to explore with that character. But we need to be reminded of who he is. Yeah. It's probably just one way of doing that. And he's also, like, maybe a little bit stupider than even we thought, because he seems to, like, really think that everything's going to turn out... Like, he knows what the end game is, which is just, like, a city full of demon spawn running around. And he's like, this is just evolution? Like, if it is evolution, like, what makes you think that you're on the... Like... You're a human. You're not going to retain your humanity, dude. Like, mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, on one side, like, and I, I think I can be honest about this. Like, I think a city full of mutant vampires is probably better than New York. <laughs> probably a 100% Ooh. improvement on that's the garbage place. Dude, Ouch. dude we're going to lose all our New York listeners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's right. I said it. Uh, um, but no, I think, I think that, like... Uh, to his point, like, when you see... He probably is uh, the most rational, like, in the sense that if you see what the odds are of this, like, these vampires are way much more likely to win than the humans. You know, like, that's why the story is interesting, is that, like, these humans could never win here. So, from a business standpoint, you'd be on the winning team. He's on the winning team. And, and... It's working out pretty well for him. I mean, he wears nice ties. Yeah, yeah he's I just, also on that side. Like, he also chose that side and has really helped to get them to this point. So it's not... Uh, I don't know. I don't know. It, it, always, it always strikes me as weird when, like, somebody, like, picks the side where it seems, like, very obvious that that side has no moral quandary about stabbing you in the back whenever it is convenient. Yeah, yeah. right. And, and, that's, and I guess that's why I feel like he's stupid, because he seems right. to be aware of their moral ambiguity. Yeah, he thinks he thinks he's going to, like... Uh, like, that they like him enough that they're going <laughs> to, yeah. like, keep him around or something. But yeah. Yeah. And what would he do? Like, his money would be worthless. Uh... That's pretty much it. His money would be worthless, and he'd probably be in service to them. Maybe he like sings. He's like a <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he's like an entertainer. Yeah. Opened up a nice little cabaret. Yeah. He uh, just sings. Uh, he just sings the magic flute to them. Yeah. the entire <laughs> opera in, in German. And everybody keeps telling him this. Like Eichhorst isn't even really being that coy about the fact that he isn't shit. Uh, that it doesn't matter. Um, that. I course didn't get to be the the master's vessel or or whatever um, because you're not going to either so we're even um, uh, what's his face uh, F K 
kind of told him a little, you know, almost as much when he was standing there. And that's another another moment that really annoyed me within the show, which would have been such a, for me, would have been such a great moment where uh, we're skipping ahead as far as storyline goes, but uh, Dutch and uh, F get caught. Um, and F is in jail by himself after he gets cleared, after Dutch gets cleared out. And <clears throat> uh, Palmer walks in and faces his assassin. Uh, so yeah, that's right. I'm I'm alive, um, but he's talking about um, we've won. You you know you picked the wrong side, and that's just how it is. And why not at that moment have Fett come in and just like pop him in the back of the head or something, mm. um, and then have the master go save Coco? You know, I mean, it's just ugh. kill him. Yeah, get guy. get rid get rid of somebody. Yeah, somebody. Um, I guess they still have more, and like, I don't think we've seen Eldridge's like payoff yet. You know, like I feel like we've been like, it's looming. Something's going to happen. It's that's looming. Be like, ah, it makes sense. Yeah, um, it's oxidolumin. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we haven't seen that yet, so I I don't I get I don't think he should die. Just yet, unless he dies from the sniper bullet, which would have been dope. Yeah. If he, without the vampires, he's dead, right? Didn't he, like in the first season, he was relying on them for... He was, um, like, I don't think he had, like, an oxygen tank. Yeah. Like, he was not breathing on his own, practically. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess that's, you know, if you have no, if you have no other choice but to join them or die... Like, you join them, and then I guess you, um, cognitive dissonance, right? Like, you just tell yourself, like, oh, well, then these guys are going to win. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, there was the... Everybody was yawning. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I was <laughs> No, I was just... I'm sorry, I was... No, you're right. You're no, right no, 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 I was just, I was just thinking, I was just thinking about how this whole thing holding is, my like, breath. Yeah. How I, this whole <laughs> thing is, like, is, like, a, just, like, a, a ham-fisted... yawning, too. <laughs> It's just a ham-fisted metaphor for, like, World War II, essentially. Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I know. (laughs) 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 All right. uh, So the mayor uh, has a uh, meeting with uh, Councilwoman uh, Justine Ferraro, I think her name was. No. The Feraldo. Feraldo. Geraldine Ferraro. Justine Ferraro. Feraldo. Feraldo, right here. Geraldine Ferraro. Justine Feraldo. When he said her name, I thought of Waldo. Faldo. What is that from? Um, Family Matters? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Waldo. Geraldo. Faldo. Yeah. And she's Feraldo. <laughs> yeah. What's up, Betty? That's uh, <laughs> my Waldo impression from Family Matters. <laughs> God, I. <laughs> Just the Harriet. Picture Carl. <laughs> um, I'll do everyone but Urkel. Give me a break. Nah, <laughs> I'm You do Stefan. Stefan Urkel, will you do? Nah. No. 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 Julia White is off limits yeah, for my I will not do 3J. I don't know 3J. 3J was the little kid oh, that moved in in the last season after Urkel became not cute. Wait, wasn't that little Richie? No, that was in the beginning. It was Little Richie. Little Richie was related to somebody on the show, right? Like, he was somebody's son? Yeah. Uh, the, his mother was Laura's aunt. Right. Okay. They also had a little aunt sister Rachel. that aunt disappeared. Rachel. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So did Boy Meets World. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, she showed up at the end. <laughs> at, at the end, and kind of referenced her long yeah, loss. Been up in, in her room. Up in yeah. her room. Anywho, Seven years. the strain. Um, the the mayor is giving a speech, introduces Justine, uh, because in the last episode they said that she was going to come in, they talked her into coming into uh, the Upper East Side, uh, and she's like, you just want to take care of your, your rich friends. I guess she agreed to it, uh, because she's up there, and uh, kind of uh, makes her own call, and says that there's going to be a tax, a 1% property tax on everybody that is part of this uh, section of the city, and it's uh, going to go to, I think she called it the... Um, I don't know. It's it's their it's the protection crew. Yeah, um, yeah. Uh, yeah, SSI, and it's going um, to just help fund them, I guess. And they didn't like it. The mayor hated it. He goes to see Palmer, um, and pretty much says that you gotta you gotta deal with deal with this woman. Uh, so that's when Justine, not Justine, uh, Dutch and uh, F get their opportunity to put a hot one. In. Yeah, put a hot one in him. Um, and they end up hitting, uh, Coco Marchand, Coco Marchand. French real estate, a Parisian real estate agent. Yeah. Wait, so maybe I missed something there. Yeah, she is French. <laughs> Her name is Coco. <laughs> uh, Coco, so they're, please. they're looking out across at his office and they're listening into it and they have the camera trained with a laser sight or whatever. Mm-hmm. The mayor comes, says, we got to solve this problem. So Dutch and F go, this is our chance to kill him. Mm -hmm. So they... Hightail it to the building. And shoot them when? When he gets there. When he arrives. Because he uh, was... Wait, they... They were sort of at the same place, and Dutch and F got there first, set up shop, and then waited for him to arrive in his motorcade. Oh, I thought they were shooting from the roof of that building they were in when he was leaving, but he was very clearly getting out of a car and into a building. No. Why wouldn't they shoot him there? Um, so I think what we have decided is that his building has bulletproof glass. <laughs> you guys put that together? Yeah. Yeah. Good. Uh, really thick, like... Three inches. <laughs> that makes sense. That works um, for me. Since he has that UV light scenario, we have. But I mean, you hit him when he's going from the from the building to the car. You know what I mean? Oh, he's uh, he's, he's got an underground garage. garage. They've already shown that. Okay. All right. Well, then this makes sense. Then I'll three inch underground garage. Um, <laughs> so he hits Coco, uh, and she is. You called him, Mike, too, when he was before he pulled the trigger. I was hoping. For, well, I half called it because I wanted her dead. Um, <laughs> But there's also a really nice reaction where like everybody like literally not one person is looking no. at the person who no. shot. There's like a huddle around Palmer, understandable, but everybody else is like scatter drill, but and then there's just like this hot French girl like slumped over dead. And it's like yeah. nobody's gonna look at that one. Yeah. Uh and I also I mean I wanted him to shoot Palmer, but he was aiming at Palmer. And we saw last week he's the worst. He's the worst uh, So <laughs> maybe they're fair, trying to be consistent. Um, underrated movie is uh, that Mark Wahlberg movie, Shooter. I watch that every time it's on TBS or TNT. Oh, the time travel one? No, Shooter is the one where he's like an ex-army sniper. Everybody moving? No, no, no. Um, he's just an ex-army sniper. Where and he's he, like, let me in the house. Is it where he's a boss and he's a bank robber? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> he like fingers Reese Witherspoon on the carnival. Uh... <laughs> I'm trying to think of other movies that he did. He rob a bank with a rock. I just made that up, but let's make that. That sounds like a good one. I'll, yeah. I'll see that. Yeah, that's the one where he's talking to his stuffed bear on a couch. Yeah, <laughs> twice. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, no, but no, it's he's the ex army sniper, uh, and he uh, he gets like hooked into like assassinate the president, like or he he's on the hook for assassin. Anyway, there's this scene where he's talking to a guy about what it takes to snipe somebody, and he's like, he's like, all right, you're like here's like you're two thousand feet away, um, and the wind is blowing, so you have to account for the wind, and because you're so far away. Gravity affects the bullet. That's a trigonomic equation. He's like, everybody thinks that sniping is just like, line up the sight and shoot the guy. And he's like, and it's not. Except when F does it. So actually, kudos to him for hitting Coco. Because, like, based on what I know from the movie <laughs> Shooter, he shouldn't have even hit anything. Yeah. Well, and also, what I know from the Kennedy assassination is you gotta you shoot a lot. You don't just take one shot. Yeah, you like, yeah, yeah, you boom, 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 boom. And they showed him with the, you know, he had a lock on Palmer on the ground, like clear headshot. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, just didn't take yeah, it. He should have. I mean, he should have been. Yeah. Like, um, like army snipers don't just shoot a well placed bullet that like just lay, like they shoot like three or four shots and just hope that with the wind, like that stuff, yeah. one of those hits. Yep. Cool. Um, I just, yeah. I just, my <laughs> just breath. like, just yeah. like, yeah. How long did I only hold my breath for? Nine minutes anything? and forty-five seconds. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. Uh, I yeah. feel a little brain damage. I'll okay. be honest. So, hold on, let me just write. Oh god. Because it's everything just kind of mixes together. I just want to make sure I'm not forgetting anything. Um, they bring her. Up what sixty floors to the top of uh, Palmer's building yeah. to his By the stairs. his office, which we I, I guess is sterile, yeah. and they uh, perform uh, emergency room surgery on her. Um, they get her vital stable, but she's been out of oxygen, and so Icor shows up and says, "Such a shame!" And uh, did I miss anything? <laughs> you missed quite a bit, Herr Icor. <laughs> Um, oh, tell me about it. Yeah. And he, again, like, just starts yelling at this guy who has, who is a uh, a vampire <laughs> and works for the big head vampire. Yeah. So, and he said, he says, you go get your fucking boss and tell him to, that we need some of that health juice squirted <laughs> into my girlfriend's mouth. And uh, and I course is like, you really don't understand how this works, right? He's like, the master gave you health. Because you were doing things for him. You have kind of ceased to do those things for him. And now you're throwing your weight around more than ever. Just because you can finally walk upright. But I love her. Yeah, and he's like, this is my... He's like, I pull all support. I'm just like... I still don't understand why they don't run New York at this point. Yeah. Yeah. On on Fear the the Walking Dead, which uh, kind of starts off the same way. mm -hmm. uh, Shit is already like... The worst. Yeah. And it's been several days. Yeah. Because it's, again, like, it's an exponential thing. Like, if some like, when somebody, like, just starts biting people indiscriminately, you bite two people, and those two people bite two people. Wow. What happens after those two people? Uh, those, so those two people, if they bite two people, that's, uh, 
eight people, right? What? Mm-hmm. Okay, and then who do those eight people bite? They bite uh, 16 worth. Two people each? It's a yep. pyramid scheme. Yeah. Mm. It's a pyramid <laughs> scheme of death. Yeah. Um, but right. yeah, no, you're right. I mean, the, like, it doesn't make any sense that they <laughs> are, like, still, like, why are they still playing by anyone's rules? You know? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the major uh, discussion points about this show is how it's not reflecting what I guess everybody feels would be happening at this point. Uh, And not only that, but battling it back with uh, like things that the councilwoman is doing. Um, When um, when I was 14, I got a job at Acme and um, (laughs) go on. I just went and my mom said. My mom tried to stop me from eating at Taco Bell every day, but I had my own money. And mm. so I laughed in her face. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I said, you try to stop me. I earned this. Um, uh, why aren't the vampires like that constantly? Yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, that was it. That was all yeah. I had to say. That was, uh, that was a moment with David. Yeah. That was, I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so yeah, the master saves Coco. And now the thing about this is when Palmer was telling her, maybe it's just the initial shock. But she didn't seem too pleased. She seemed pretty pretty weirded out by everything, which is understandable. Yeah. You were just brought back to life by so, Bolivar. Based on the... <laughs> she even said, she's like, was that Bolivar? Was yeah. that Bolivar? <laughs> Did Bolivar what was he doing with his finger in my mouth? It's like, it's like, I, I wake up to a milky substance in my mouth and Bolivar <laughs> scurrying out of the room. What's going on, fellas? I um, have one question. Where is his wig? Yeah. <laughs> I don't like him without his wig. <laughs> he looks taller. On the <laughs> um, wait, what was I going to... Oh, well, here's the thing. So if we live in a world where vampires exist, I wonder... If... What if Coco went to heaven and then, like, was just, like, like brought back or, like, she, like, saw the light and then they, like, brought her back and she's like, what the fuck did you guys just do? Like, I was on my way to heaven. Yeah. Like, she Buffy. had her out-of-body experience. Yeah. That's what happened. I don't know. Spoiler alert, guys. But that's what happened to Buffy. Buffy goes to heaven? Buffy Buffy goes to heaven. Did they bring her back? And she was brought back. She must have hated that. She hated it big time. Okay. At the end of... Uh, sorry if this is a spoiler alert, but it's relevant. I, 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 I At the end of season five, she uh-huh. dies. And it was on uh, UPN, I believe, at the time. And they were ending the show. Uh, so at the end of the series, she dies, and it's really good, sad. Uh, and then the WB renewed it mm-hmm. um, for uh, another season or two, or I guess it was two two more seasons. Um, and they, they brought her back, but that was the thing, that she was, she had gone to heaven, and she came back and was just, like, completely out of it. Because now she's like, this is hell to her. Well, that's, so. that's also what happens at the end of Greece. <laughs> and then in Greece too, you know, when they get in that car and they fly the to heaven, flies, yeah, they go to heaven because <laughs> in the in the movie it's a metaphor. They die uh, racing in the car, and so they ascend to heaven. But then in Greece too, it's that they get turned into vampires. <laughs> they get brought back. They have to go back to high school. What? Who's that? That's Michelle Pfeiffer in Greece too, right? Or something like that? I have no idea. I just know that there is one. I don't think I've ever seen it. It's like, it's like really fun. Like, it's like, technically, I think they, like, so the Sandy character is more famous because Michelle Pfeiffer is more famous than Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John and the Danny is 
like significantly less famous, but also but somebody <laughs> of note. Yeah, I think Michelle Pfeiffer was in Greece too. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Uh, so uh, F is in. I think we can actually. Let's just go to uh, Fet, Abe, and Nora uh, are looking for the the lumen. And they're trying this little list of, of people. Where did we say they got this list? Um, he, I guess he remembers the name of the kid. Well, oh, he, well, he knew where the the kid was from the dying cardinal. Um, uh, he tells him to find him, but the I don't know. The boy with one ear. Yeah, the, the, the burned ear. Um, but I don't remember how he knew where to find this kid. I don't remember if that was a scene that I just... Phone book? I honestly don't know. They, they really don't explain it. Yeah, um, they should have shown that if that was the if that was the case. It would have been more interesting to see that. I, I'm I'm so tired of the trope of somebody having a list of x amount of names and, and it's the last. Yeah, and it's the last name on the list. Yeah, the the, the first one was uh, like techno vampire house. Yeah, uh, which was pretty cool. We saw some yeah. quick action there. That was a fun scene. Yeah. Uh, then we we went to the the book place. Was second. Yeah. I mean, if you're looking for a book, I might I might go there first. It's so obvious. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the third place was a um, an apartment, and he is like I think you said it, Joe. He's like he 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 just had some juice a few weeks ago. Just had one of his Red Bulls, and uh, he seems like he's really winding down. And maybe it was just like acting, like the desperation of. Um, this was the list. This was the last one. It's not here, but he just seems like so defeated. And then the little creak in the floor, he finds the, uh, which looks like a pretty cool book. Um, now, if they were the Oxidolumen, if this show cares about that sort of thing, they should sell that book. Like, once the end of this season is, is over, like, if it has, like, all the mythology or whatever, um, <laughs> you know? I don't know. I think it would be, I think it would be date. Do I don't think... Because the Game of Thrones did the yeah, World of Ice and Fire. Game of Thrones has the cash to do that. Yeah, and, like, people who love it. <laughs> like, that. like, I'm not saying there aren't fans of this show, but I'm saying that, like, if you released, like, a metal book... It doesn't like, have to necessarily be metal. Your price point would have to be above $40, <laughs> right? And, like, no one's Nobody spending cares. $40 <laughs> on, on a book about this show. Yeah, and I think the thing is, like, if... Like, you know, uh, vampire mythology is so prevalent and because it takes place in this world, like, we wouldn't really be learning anything that we don't, can't get from a lot of other sources. It would be more of a collector's item for sure. Uh, (laughs) I think they should go all out. There should be, like, pewter, like, make it super heavy. Yeah. And uh, I I think it's actually, like, the DVD, like, put the DVDs in there with the entire series when it comes out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if when season two comes out, that's exactly what it the is. The packaging? That's yeah. the packaging. That'll definitely be the complete edition. All right, so... If we get more than two seasons. It works out. And they should sell one that's also the vintage porn... <laughs> yeah. Like, bouncy Babes, what was it? I forgot what it was called. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it just had some... Like, tomatoes. Watch, what is this DVD that you bought with this topless woman on it? Oh, this is The Strained? This is The Strained. <laughs> oh, it's probably more embarrassing. Yeah. <laughs> it's The Strained. <laughs> Yeah. It's a vampire show on yeah. FX. Uh, that I mean, this is. Uh, I was just going to say that the the 
illustrations in the book were were neat, and that just reminded me of the cool open that we had last week. That's gone. Already. Gone. What I'm happened? Fine with that it was a, it was cool, but it was a waste of time. It was such a waste of time. Uh, no more than some scenes in the show. Yeah, but at least scenes in the show have the uh, illusion of like furthering things, whereas that's just like, oh, cool, we see a drawing of F. There's a like it's like cool cartoons of everybody in the in the opening. Like the opening is yeah. the new opening is cool. Like I am not taking that away from it. It's it funny away. you described it as cool but a waste of time, which is like <laughs> literally what I aspire to occupy my time with. Yeah. <laughs> like all I want to do in life are things that are cool but are a waste of but time. But I want the actual show to be cool but a waste of time. Yeah, right. Yeah. Alright. So he he finds the oxidolumen mm-hmm. and after uh, a period of uh, looking at it and is breathing, hit, yeah, <laughs> reading out loud, <laughs> yeah, uh, is hit in the back of the head. Yeah, who do we think? El Cabong. El Cabong. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he might wake. I hope he doesn't wake up with amnesia. You think? That, <laughs> oh man! That, um, if it was anybody, go that list over again. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> it's memento. He wakes up. Wakes yeah. up on the floor. Just has to retrace all his steps. Yeah. Um, it's got to be the one-eared Austrian. He has both his ears. Uh, one of them is just burned, badly singed, burned. whatever. That yeah. doesn't count as an ear, then. He's got yeah. one ear. He's got he one gets ear, ear out of it. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's the one ear and a little flat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think it's probably him. Where's he going? What do you mean? Well, he just kind of bonked him in the back of the head. and He's going to tie him up and be like, what are you here for? Which side are you on? Are you... Yeah. Where Friend am I? or foe? Where am I? Where am I? Well, that is weird because he does. He he hits him in the head and then he grabs the book and takes off. Right? Yeah. Like, if that was your place, why would you do that? Why would you take the book and leave? Wouldn't you take? Maybe he just went to the other room, put it back in the floorboards, or I wonder to, something to microwave. I wonder. Well, I'm trying to think of what this would be similar to, but I wonder if this guy. Um, feels like he is just like his sole job in life is to be the protector of this book so he kind of lives a nomadic lifestyle shuttling mm. the book from place to place and just leaving when uh, people start to track it down sort of like Kaneki in Greece <laughs> <laughs> he feels obligated to build Greece like carry right? on yeah the tradition of uh, the auto shop class yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh all right, so that was it for that. And then they're at the jail. Uh, Dutch is still gone. And the uh, cops come in and... Or the cops are there. And then there's an attack on on the precinct. And everybody's dying. Uh, wait, there was... The, the one moment leading oh into the God. into the scene, this, which so awesome. made no sense. It was um, beautiful. But yeah, it's like, but this, I, I, I'm with, like, I, not, this, hey, no, yeah. I, I made a point to go back twice yeah, and re-watch. rewatch this because it was yeah. so ridiculous. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of like how like in like, like, you know, like a Coen's Brothers movie where like somebody will be in the movie or like Boogie Nights where like somebody will be in the movie for like. 25 seconds and like you will never forget yeah that moment yeah, yeah. so, so yeah. Th- this moment is uh the f is in jail locked up dutch is uh, gone dutch is gone uh all the cops are milling about uh doing cop doing stuff. cop stuff uh and we we kind of cut over to a corner where there's one, one guy's microwaving his coffee yeah and <laughs> another cop is opening up uh some sort of like a chocolate bar, bar yeah. yeah uh 
pauses, turns to coffee cup, and says, <laughs> pretty soon I'm just going to be eating gum. <laughs> <laughs> and that was it. Pretty soon I'm going to be eating gum. <laughs> and the guy's just like, <laughs> just yeah, like, yeah well, yep. Yeah, you don't know how it goes. Uh, it ain't easy being a cop. <laughs> pretty hey, soon. Br- hey, buddy, pretty soon we'll all be eating gum. <laughs> we'll, we'll get this Whoa. paperwork done. <laughs> Man. Guys, could you imagine what it would be like to just be eating gum? Man, those cops got it so tough. Oh, hard uh, life. This is uh, the end time. If I could give them a word of advice, um, you have to uh, fruit stripe gum. When you first start chewing it, it kind of is like a starburst until you really chew it into yeah. gum. Yeah. So go with fruit stripe if you're going to be eating gum. If I had to choose which gum to eat... Also, you get, like, six different flavors. <laughs> I'd probably say... I don't even think it's made anymore, but, like, the, the liquid burst gum. Oh, yeah. Oh, because you sure. swallow the liquid first. It's, it's like a meal. Yeah. It was it like a, you're what, in space. What was that called? There's no way it was called liquid burst Li- I think it was liquid burst. Really? I think. No. I no. That's such yeah. a gross name for a gum. <laughs> yes. Just, like, describe the physical action of what yeah. it does. I don't think that... Chew and splat. Chew and splat. <laughs> Jesus. That sounds like a crime. (laughs) This is a classic chew and splat. (laughs) Twas splat that killed the chew. (laughs) What? Oh, man, that would have been so great if he was like, pretty soon I'm going to be eating gum. And then that was like the the clue that they were missing on the case. Like, the guy's Eating gum. Of course, it's a chew and splat. <laughs> get the files. Guys, yeah. get over here. Yeah. I need you to go all the way. Go back to 85. <laughs> yeah. I need anybody who was caught what with it. Yeah. Like 80 murders from the... Yeah, we got them all. Figured out. Pretty soon. I'm just going to be eating gum. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is like just you're, the you're one line... you saying that. That's just the one line <laughs> verbal equivalent of that yeah. rock pile. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh yeah, they just couldn't couldn't get like what? Yeah. Come on, guys. Yeah, I would have been. I, I, the, the, I think the only response that could have happened would have been that guy going, "You're too much." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. maybe he was just like a really like um, uh, really stick to it kind of extra who was like talking to the director like I I I want to talk. I want to talk. He's like, trust I know me, this means nothing to you, but I need to do this so I can you know my family. I can be an actor, and if I need just. Just trust right, me. Here's a here's a here's a candy bar. How about okay. that? All right, here we go. Uh, let me know when you're ready. To go. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm ready, but okay. Here's, you here's still my can't line. talk. You just you're doing something now. You're eating a candy bar. All right, here's my line. Ready? No, you. <clears throat> All right. If uh, if I keep this up, I'll I won't have any candy bar left. Uh, you got it. I need you to shorten that by twenty five percent. Okay. All right. Shorten it. Shorten it a little bit. I can do that. Here we go. You believe these fucking vampires? Can you believe that? Uh, it's FX yeah. and it's uh, it's it's FX and it's before uh, midnight, so uh, oh, uh, we can say shit, but not fucking. Oh, Still man. rolling. All right. Uh, what's a delicious thing? <laughs> go. Okay. All right. Ready? Here we go. I'm ready. Pretty soon, just gonna be eating gum. All right. All right. Here's your sack. All right. As a matter of fact. We need it. We need a cop to go lock himself in the cell with F. All right, kid, you got. I something. can do it. You should got I, something. Well, let me ask you. Should I bring some gum for us to eat while we're in there, just from like before, like a, a nice call? You're not gonna have access to anything else. 
It's like, um, hey, just want to let you know, uh, yeah, I, I did study acting. Uh, I've created a great character backstory. <laughs> so, so just just to let you know, it's all there. It's all there. Like, he just I'm, doesn't get why you would just keep chewing something. It's weird. Why would you keep chewing? Okay, the okay. Just trust that my character has a history. <laughs> so wait, if 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 my scene partner is. <laughs> Drinking coffee. <laughs> I, I just I want coffee too, but I don't think <laughs> I don't think my character I don't think my character would would want coffee. I think yeah. he's probably he's probably quitting. Yeah. That's probably why he doesn't have coffee. Really? Yeah. Uh, no, you don't have coffee because you don't you're have- an extra. You don't. You don't need coffee. I, I just. I just think that this. This. This is not going to. The verisimilitude of this scene is just all over the place. All right. Fine. You... Soon I'll be eating guns. <laughs> <laughs> you know, guys, we left, but I'm pretty sure we just figured out why that line exists yeah. because he's next to the guy who's making coffee. He's not drinking coffee. Uh, he's. Candy bars are now his his go to thing for like sugary energy yeah. and conversation and around conversation the around the office. Uh, <laughs> and the next step for quitting anything really is chewing gum. No, not chewing gum. Eating, Eating gum. gum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why was the other guy was like bozo? You just chew it. You know, sp- how many times do I gotta tell you? You don't chew it. Are you, you don't swallow? You just chew it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what gum is. Hey, David, can I have a piece of gum? <laughs> What are you gonna do with it? <laughs> Say it. You know what? You do, what you Why do would you it? ask? Let's just see what happens. Okay. Exactly. All right, what you're fine. Doing fine. Fine. Here. Oh my god! Oh, oh, that's god. disgusting. That's awful. That's disgusting. What? What happened? Why did you eat that gum? <laughs> you are worse than the vampires. I'm Gene the gum eater. <laughs> It, 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 you know what kind of reminds me of? There's this scene in, uh, in this movie, Black Dynamite. Where they're all just eating gum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of a scene in second grade with me and my friend. <laughs> we're just, we were sitting on a wall and we just like, uh, it was weird. One of us had a pack of Juicy Fruit and uh, he took a piece and then he went like this on one side and I took a piece and then he went this on the other side and my buddy, uh, my buddy Tim Haas took a piece and then we all, next thing we know, three of us are chewing gum. And then it was gone. Everyone just swallowed it. Uh, I hope there's a deleted scene where somebody, where he says that line and the guy goes just like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I like, like one of those uh, like Seth Rogen movies where it's like a line-a-rama. Yeah, and yeah, it's just all the yeah. different things that he said he would be eating. Yeah, yeah. like pretty soon I'm just gonna be eating cantaloupe. Yeah, <laughs> well, he'd be like chewing normal food, like <laughs> yeah. eating gum but chewing burgers. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what scene were you? I'm sorry, I cut you off. Um, well, I, well, I was thinking about well, uh, the, in the Black Diamond, there, there were two there are two scenes that like for some reason this reminds me of. One is in Black Diamond, which is purposeful, where um, like he where um, some guy. Um, some guy like says something really badly and somebody else goes what the fuck because like it's like supposed to be like kind of a shittily made movie yeah um the other thing it reminds me of for some reason is that scene in um in goodfellas where um where the, no 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 it's the scene where um like the um 
Henry is talking to a guy and Joe Pesci is getting mad at him behind him and he comes up behind him like with the uh, with the phone and like uh, like or no I think De Niro comes up behind him with the phone and like but also like pushes his hair piece away at the same time <laughs> and so uh, and like uh, Ray Liotta just starts laughing like really hard yeah, really. where it's just like it's like this scene that was like so probably like it, on the page is like super serious but like they kept this like they kept the the mess up like. I feel like there's a mess up that is golden with guys saying, pretty soon I'm just going to be eating gum. And somebody either says, what the fuck? Or just starts laughing. Oh, not even chewing gum. Yeah. <laughs> pretty soon. Hey, stick around, guys. <laughs> Listen, I know, you're all, I know your ship's almost over, but uh, me and the boys have been talking. we got a, something planned for about 45 minutes from now. Really, <laughs> Here's what we're going to do. We're going to get some quarters. <laughs> we're going to go down to that vending machine. Yeah. We're going to take all the gum. <laughs> get this. <laughs> we're not going to chew this gum. <laughs> Machine. Come back here. I'm gonna go to Jerry's desk. <laughs> eat it. All of it. We're gonna eat all the gum. Oh, I'm in. Yeah, so, I'm so, so in. Oh man. Got any uh, put me on desk course. work, see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so what if we find our own one? <laughs> He's eating gum out of protest. <laughs> 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 oh, All right, that's right. amazing. Yeah. Got to move on. Yep. Yeah. All right. Crying. So there's a big attack, and uh, Fett saves him. <laughs> yeah. The cop locks him. The gum cop locks him off. Uh, locks him. Up, locks himself up in there. Yeah. Uh, all the tongues are yeah for just... confirmation that this guy is in fact mentally challenged because to decide that the safest place in in a room full of like um, tongue protruding vampires is locking yourself in a cage yeah. with a guy that tried to kill somebody <laughs> it, that is got to be the dumbest thing you could possibly do. Yeah. That would have been great if you when he was dying if he just yelled out like Pete's eating gum. <laughs> uh, the vampires are chewing yeah. me. Or he like uh, gets a <laughs> one of the tongues hits him right in the chest, <laughs> and uh, F checks and opens, uh, opens up his shirt to see if he was bit and he was saved by like a pack of big red. <laughs> I was gonna say, no, I was gonna say, I was gonna say, what if yeah he uh, he's he's stuck in the thing and he pulls out he pulls out a roll of bubble tape and starts hitting him with it like a whip. <laughs> Uh, which also saves him because it's a yeah. hard case. Yeah, it's a hard case. <laughs> Eating gum. Uh, and then uh, he gets bit, and Fett comes in, and just Fett and Nora come in and just clear clean house. Yeah, uh, the second he gets bit, uh, and now they're off. Uh, and then uh, final was, scene. Yeah, well, there was the lumen moment, and then it kind of fades to black, comes back up, and we see where Dutch is. Yeah, and she's in uh, she's in Eichhorst's uh, little sex torture chamber, uh, much more clothed than the last person we saw in that chamber. Yeah. It was kind of like an oiled up dude in tidy whiteies. Yeah. yeah, so it's hard to say 
if does is course like I guess does course even count as gay? I don't know. Well, they Probably said not. he doesn't. They said they took Dutch to a uh, like a hotel. So but like, it's the hotel I think where Icorse has been holding people. Yeah, that's what I'm. So like maybe they just take people from their hotel room. So like if you're in your underwear sleeping, but oh, you're the yeah. one, then like yeah. psh, just grab them from the room. Yeah, that it's makes a good sense. place to make people disappear for sure. Yeah, hotels, especially because like New York is uh, like a black hole at this point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. All right. Uh, so anything else? There was that really cool uh, mirror shot after, I think it was... Uh, oh, when Abe is looking in the book thing and they sees the, he catches the glimpse of the thing? Yeah, you yeah. see like in this, the bigger side mirror, uh, the, the little shimmer. Yeah. Uh, um, and that was he checked the side of that thing's head to look at its ears. Yeah. And when he saw that the ears were intact, he knew it wasn't the right, right. place. So right. Okay. Out of there. So I like that Abe is so attuned to what's going on that he notices a shimmer in the mirror... And can defend himself, but he's in an apartment where every, where practically every step he takes is like creaky wood, and he just finds extra creaky wood. Yeah, yeah. And this guy uh, sneaks up on him, no problem. Yeah, I was kind of hoping for. I think maybe you had said it that you didn't want it to be a uh, uh, in plain sight kind of thing, and I was kind of hoping that it would be something like that, um, but no such luck. Yeah. Um, but. Overall, yeah, I thought it was a really one of the better episodes of the of the season, um, uh, if only for that for that moment. Yeah. Um, pretty soon, I'm going to be eating gum, uh, and yeah, just a lot of good stuff within it. I think we hit everything, uh, so let's just quickly do. What oh, else? can I just ask one last question? Losers. I'm sorry. I know. I know we're going on it's seven years. That's yeah. The answer. It takes seven years to digest. <laughs> <Bill Gump. laughs> I'm in trouble. Yeah. Um, no. Uh, what I was gonna say is, um, are, do we think that they are teasing an F Dutch romance? Huh. Um, I hope not. You know, I actually thought it was interesting that like, um. Like she's a non-monogamous character. Like I don't, I can't think of any other TV show that has that. Yeah. Um, that conversation. Yeah. Uh, Especially one where there's not like this kind of like underlying like, and it's destroying her. Yeah. You know? Right. Right. Um. <clears throat> no, I don't. I don't think so. I think that was that was literally just like. Uh, Typical, Just them being friends? Or? No, typical strain, like, buying four minutes of nothing. Okay. Or, you know, two and a half minutes of nothing. Just having a bullshit conversation in there. Okay. Uh, what do you think is going to happen with, uh... Feraldo? What's her name? Is that what it is? Feraldo? Genevieve... The councilwoman. Ferreira. Justine. Justine Feraldo. Um... Because she's on, uh... She's on the mayor's shit list... Uh, and now, uh, now Palmer's. Yeah. I wonder if she's going to be like the kind of like the head of like a people's army as this goes like, on. As the resistance. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it seems like she's breaking that way, right? Like she's yeah. taxing the rich, and and yeah. I mean, I would imagine that pretty soon she'll be eating gum. She's the yeah. the, the Bernie Sanders of Red Hook. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, oh, can I just also point something out? Um, no Zach, no Kelly in this episode. Yeah. I don't know if that was a coincidence. No Gus, no Quinlan. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, I, some no Gus Quinlan. and Quinlan would have been nice. But yeah. 
But no Zach and no Kelly, I felt like... That would have been badass if... Uh, and no mention of them either. If Gus and Quinlan came and saved uh, F. Yeah. Just to have that, that moment. And maybe they just go back out or something. I don't know. But it would just been neat. They're just I think, trolling. I think Gus and Quinlan are going to get involved with the saving of Dutch. Mm-hmm. I think that... I think that the uh, fellowship as it is is going to get broken up a little bit, and I think there's somebody else is going to wind up in that Dutch Quinlan. I mean that that I mean the Gus Quinn. There's so many like one syllable names in the show. That Gus Quinlan team. There's I think one more person is going to get involved in that, and I actually don't think it's Fett. And you also don't think that Dutch is dead? No, no, no. <clears throat> I mean, um, I, I think at like I mean based on what we saw. Um, She's not dead. And I think, similar to the Cardinal, um, Dutch is too valu- has valuable information, so they're gonna, they, they're, they'll they infect her before they kill her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, all right, winners and losers. Um, Joe, do you want to go first? Or? Yeah, um, I would say winners Coco Marchand, because she survived. Just shot by a bullet. She didn't breathe for four minutes, but she's still alive. Not under the best terms, but, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she's still have, has something going for her. <clears throat> and loser is probably Eldridge, just because he's in deeper. I don't, think he, I don't think he's even realized yet how much of a loser he is. Mm-hmm. But I think he lost big in, in this transaction. Because also, you can't own Coco Marchand. Like he, this isn't. She's not going to just fall in love with you again because yeah. of this. Like, yeah. you know, she's a yeah, she, she's a strong, independent woman, and I think that she's going to do the right thing. Yeah, and she also like she broke up with you because she was like, Eichhorst is weird and scary, and so now just because you told her the truth about why Eichhorst is weird and scary, yeah, she's going to love you more for that. I don't know. Yeah, and it's not like he he's been doing good. Yeah. No, he's like, Ill. no, I'm telling you the truth now. I've been helping evil people. I've been bankrolling <laughs> a Nazi vampire. <laughs> what? What? Don't you understand? You said you wanted honesty, and I've been honest. Where are you going? Um, so my uh, my winner is F because um, sometimes, like he gets out of like uncomfortable situations like almost instantly every time. Um. Like I like being in jail. He was in jail for like five minutes. Yeah. Um, obviously, it wasn't as fun as Fett when he's like playing cards and having yeah, fun. Yeah. But yeah, like uh, F, F was in a bad situation and it was fixed almost immediately. So F's my winner, and also he gets to say I was a pretty good shot. I had him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, my. My loser is the I'm chewing gum guy. Yeah. I'm, I'm eating gum. Uh, because after all that, um, he died because he, for some reason, decided to take a step forward. He was in his, he, like, all he had to do was keep his back against that wall and he would have lived. Mm. And he wound up dying. Eating gum doesn't yeah. seem like such a bad alternative. <laughs> yeah, just stuck, stuck with that. You know, sometimes uh, you eat the gum. Sometimes the, the gum. gum eats you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for me, uh, the winner is I'm going to say Abe 
and that is because uh, he got the book. He found it first. Even though he doesn't technically have it right now, he won that race. Uh, he beat i he beat the Master, and they have an army of people at their disposal. Um, army of things. Uh, and I think that, yeah, that probably was uh, the the guy from Austria with the, the water man burned here burned here your winner was F and he missed your winner is uh, old guy and he found the book but he doesn't have it uh, like, I, well that's the thing I think I think he does I think uh, he he had the book and I think we're gonna see next week we're probably uh, the finale hold on uh, hold on uh, and uh, that that guy's probably still there He's probably still within within that wherever they wherever they were. My my winner is F because um, he goes from boneheaded situation to boneheaded situation and walks out of all of them yeah. unscathed yeah. instantly. Yeah. So. yeah. Uh, and my loser, uh, I was definitely going to say uh, Gum Cop. Um, <laughs> Why but, he won? He delivered the most memorable line in this show. Yeah. yeah. Like if you're gonna like if you're gonna die. Go out saying some crazy <laughs> bullshit right before you do. <laughs> uh, so I'm kind of struggling for something different. So I'll go with um, I'll go with Coco um, as the loser, uh, and that is because whether she wanted to or not, she's kind of in this. She's yeah. implicated. Um, she'd never had a DNR. Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. She yeah. got brought back in. Yeah. Uh, so she's like knee deep in this now, at least knee deep. So that's it. Uh, anything uh, you want to add as far as plugs? Um, at the Joe Moore on Twitter. Yeah, at Philly Dway. And at Mike Marbach. Uh, and you can find this and other podcasts like Stark Raven Mad, which covers Game of Thrones. Pretty soon, Reheated the Leftovers podcast will begin in a few weeks once uh, the Leftovers comes back on in October. Uh, and. Uh, yeah, I think that will will do it. Thanks everybody. Blue. Blue.